Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. Now, I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person actually is. A little bit about him. He sold over $1.1 million worth of online courses using nothing but testimonials and affiliates. And it's an amazing story of how he did it. There's some really good highs and some really good at lows. That's what he's going to tell us about today. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only John Hubbard from Get Better Testimonials. John, how are you? G'day, Jono. Great to be here. Thank you for having me on. No, thanks for coming on. I forgot the best part of your introduction. He's a fellow Aussie like me. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, John, do you want to give the the listeners just a really quick overview? Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I started in video marketing in and around, I think, 2002 and uh, was plucked out of film school by a, a company that did a lot of work for Ford and so on. And and I was literally doing testimonials from day one. I, I rolled up to this. It was actually at a convention center and it was a job for Ford. And I brought my camera along because I was dead keen to film. I was a big fan of Top Gear, which was on at the time. And um, the producer wouldn't let me pull the camera out of the bag. I was my job was to line up people to do the uh, the vox pop or the testimonial about the car. And I can actually remember saying to the producer, "Why are we filming these guys instead of not filming the car?" And he said to me, um, "Because social proof trumps features and benefits." Mm. And I I didn't know what social proof was. I literally <laughs> had to go home and Google it. Um, and so that was my first day that I was, I was, I was impacted by, um, social proof and testimonials. And from there I became a camera operator and then became an editor and a producer and, um, and then left that job. I did 10 years of agency land, then left that job in 2010 to start my own education business and had to learn how to sell online and sell online courses. Well, let's dive into that. This is the the Course Creator Community Podcast. Everyone here wants to learn how to sell more online courses. You've sold a few of them in, in your time. Uh, let's get to the story, John. I've read about it. You've sent me a message and I've got the overview, but Hmm. break it down for the listeners. Start where you want to start. Let's hear it. Yes. So we started in 2013. I teamed up with a property investor, author, her name's Jane Slack-Smith. So she already had a profile. I had, I guess, the production side of it and and what I thought was marketing knowledge that turned out it wasn't the marketing <laughs> knowledge that I, that I needed. Um, so we spent nine months and gave it too much production value and it filmed in a studio, teleprompter, the whole bit. Nine months later, um, after all that work, uh, Jane was keen to uh, speak to a, a, a marketing agency to make sure that all that work didn't go to waste and we were able to market it properly. And and they were all too willing to kind of come in and make all these recommendations. So we ended up with brochures and websites and all sorts of stuff. And then uh, on the day we turned it live, we kind of sat there and waited for the sales to come in and nothing really happened. <laughs> and in the end, we got, I think, six sales 
one of which refunded and we just kind of sat there staring at each other uh, absolutely devastated, you know, because we told our partners and everyone else how, you know, this was going to be a big deal and we were going to be, you know, making, you know, royalties like ZZ Top and and nothing nothing happened really. So kind of licked our wounds and, and had to uh, rethink, rethink the whole um, how to launch an online course. Well, let's break some of that down. Can we talk numbers? Can we talk how much you spent on the the studio, the teleprompter, yeah, the stu- marketing? The studio I had access to, um, so it was more the time. It was mm-hmm. it, it was like hundreds of hours, basically. And by the time you you thought about writing the scripts and then you know doing the recording and then doing the editing. Now I had some of those skills from a production background, but it was still hours that I could have been working. You know. Um, earning some decent money, you know, so uh, it'd be hard to put a figure on it, but I, I, I think it'd be over a hundred thousand dollars anyway. Gotcha. And time-wise, you said nine months, is this nine months, weekends? Nine months. Is this full time? Is it how much kind of time? Were uh, you spending? We were, we were filming at least twice a week and they were, uh, you know, three to four hour sessions after that people get a bit tired on camera. Um, so yeah, so a fair bit of fair chunk of time. And then when I wasn't, when we weren't filming, obviously, cause there's a ratio of about three to one with editing and that's on a, on a good day. So for every hour you're filming, you, you got another three hours to edit. Wow. Okay. But we, so- it was just overkill with the production value. So we had, you know, talking head filmed on green screen, put the, put the running the slides simultaneously. So, we're, and then I'm switching between full screen and then the, the, the head down on the, and it was just complete overkill. Um, as I as I subsequently learned, you can mm-hmm. launch courses so much simpler um, and so much more effective too. Because a lot of what we did was very prescriptive, um, which I'll, I'll get to some of my learnings in a moment. But um, we found some of the content didn't land in the real world because it it was too prescriptive and it, and it wasn't built with user feedback. Gotcha. And course top, what was the course? What was this course topic? It was called the Ultimate Guide to Renovation. Gotcha. And it was a it was a renovation course for property investors. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So that happened. What was the next step, John? Was it give up? Was it a tough conversation with your when you say partner, your yes. like relationship partner or business yes. partner? Yes, uh, my partner Eileen yeah. of, of uh, twenty years. She was probably um, nineteen years and um, and touch and go at that point. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, that old story. And and the same thing at Jane's end um, too. She'd gone all in on this on this course as well. She had a mortgage broking business as, as well, which was a bit of a, a backup. And I was also working in, in property development as a, as a, at simultaneously. So it wasn't like, it wasn't the only income source, mm. but nonetheless, it was really where I wanted to head. So I had a lot emotionally invested in, in getting this thing launched. Gotcha. All right. What happened from there? So I basically went back to what worked for us in the corporate world, in the agency world. And one of the things that I saw a lot of big companies doing was essentially what what I now call customer-led marketing. So rather than talking about the features and benefits, mm-hmm. they went into they went and got customers and got them to talk about the features and benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so and which is is so much more powerful because yeah. it, it turns out that customers were, are much more likely to believe what a prospect says about a company or a customer says about a company more than what the company says about itself. So. What I did is I, we put out an email. We only had an email list of um, 3,000 people at the time. Uh, mostly they were Jane's email list from a mortgage broking business. So not really a very, not even a very targeted list mm-hmm. and said, hey, listen, we're putting this uh, group of people together. Now we'd already kind of built the course at this stage. So we've got a, 
finished course in the can, all of that time to take. This but any, origi- none, it's still the original course. You're selling that yeah, same course. Yeah, yeah, cool. So we've got the we've got the original course, but actually went out and did a beta group for the exact same course. Gotcha. And so said, hey, listen, we're after 20 people. Um, you can come along for free. It's going to be $2,400 when it's released, but you can come in for free. Um, all we ask in return is that you um, give us a case study if it turns out to be everything we says it is. Mm. And so we got quite a few people uh, apply. I think we might have had 50 or 60 people apply, and then we narrowed that down to 20 people who we thought were actually going to show up. And I think we ran the beta group for, uh, I'm going to say, four weeks. And but crucially, what we did is we did a, a before interview, so a before oh, testimonial, yeah. and then an after testimonial, which we did at the other end of it. And then from that, well, it had multiple benefits, purely from a promotional benefit, and I'll get to the, what the result of that is in a moment. It gave us the material that we needed to launch the course from the customer's mm-hmm. perspective. So it gave us proof, essentially, which made it so much safer um, for people to buy it. But number two, it improved the content remarkably. Like a lot of stuff that were just blind spots for us when we got the feedback that they didn't understand it or how that applied to their circumstances, it allowed us to tweak the content and just make it so much um, better. Mm. And number three, they really bought in and had ownership of the course itself. Like really were passionate supporters of the ultimate guide to renovation. So when we come to launch, we had this fan base of people that went out to all their friends and colleagues and basically um, told people about it to the, to the point where we'd be running ads and someone would say, Oh yeah, property spruker or something like that. And, and our community would jump in and, and defend us and yeah. say, no, I've been through that course. It's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. So it was, it was a terrific um, exercise and just a, a reminder of, um, you know, starting out and testing something, getting it to work for one group of people and then extrapolating from there. hundred percent. Let me just get my head around this a little bit. The Mm. first time you taught the course was it, it wasn't a live course, right? You'd already done awesome. The second time you did it, it was live. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it was a combination. So what we did is we released the videos, uh, we, we, week by week. So one module per week. And so they had the opportunity. So that, that, module became available to them and then we did uh, a coaching call and we might have even done um, two coaching calls on some weeks so the idea was they would do week one's content and then they would hop on the call and work out how to apply it to their own situation yeah okay gotcha okay cool that part there makes sense so oh and then what you're saying is based on that coaching call at the end of that four weeks you would then go in and revise some of the content and be like oh they didn't understand this let's take that module out Oh, we've got to go more detail here. Put that one in. Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah. a combination of the, that live feedback on the call, but we also had surveys built into the, the course content itself within the, the portal, which I think we we're using um, uh, iMember 360 on, on a WordPress thing at that stage. Um, so we had essentially a survey after every single module, which mm. was also nice when it came to do the after testimonials because we had a lot of detail around yeah. the individual parts of the course that we could remind people of in that. Yeah. 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 No, I'm a massive fan of, of feedback myself. So Mm. I love that. Awesome. All right. So you did that. Um, but still no dollars at this stage, right? Cause these people went through for free. (laughs) So we had some nice brochures and a logo and a, and a, and a website though. But so we went back out and, um, this time we, we essentially used a launch model, essentially published some content, then, let everyone know that 
the uh, course was coming out. And then the sales video that we released for the, for the day of the launch was really just back-to-back testimonials of the people talking about the course. So we had a bit of voiceover from Jane, who's, who's very good on camera, um, you know, talking about what's involved in the course. And then we would essentially cut to people talking about the features and benefits rather than saying it ourselves. And, and it worked really well. And they, I think we got 40 on that first launch or this was wow. technically the second launch. And then from there, it, it just, it just grew. And we launched that um, twice a year. Um, I think it was about six years in the end that we launched that course, but we, we had other courses in the, um, that came off the back of that as well, which which we used that exact same process of beta testing and before and after testimonials again. Okay, forty people price point, John. Uh, Two thousand four hundred and ninety seven dollars. Gotcha, not bad. So what's that? Close to a hundred eight ninety k off that launch. What yeah, is it? I never do maths live, John. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it close enough. Let's call it. Uh, it was, it was enough. enough for us to keep going, and and more than anything, it was just a, a sigh of relief, you know, because we we put so much, um, and it was probably more the emotional um, investment more than anything that we put so much into getting this thing off the ground that when it finally took, we're like, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yep. All right, cool. Well, I mean, that's a pretty cool story. There's going to be a lot of people listening to this being like, all right, well, all well and good for you, John, but how do I get these testimonials? What mm. are they saying, the testimonials? Now, I believe that's what you teach. You've got a course mm. that that covers that, and I think you've got a an introductory course as well that we'll put the links both in the show notes. Mm. But do you want to give us some some tips? Where does someone start testimonial-wise? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that everyone knows that they need testimonials, but they... Um, you just, it's kind of like the worst kept secret in marketing, isn't it? That everyone knows yeah. they need them, but it's just the hassle factor um, with getting them. But the, I mean, they've, they've voted as the um, number one B2B uh, content marketing tool in a survey by LinkedIn is testimonials, the number one B2B. But so it's not like they don't work. We don't not get them because they don't work. It's, it's more the hassle factor. So the reason that I got into this was that I was working with clients doing exactly the same thing, helping them launch um, products and doing events and so on. And we get to the end, end of the campaign and there was no testimonials and it was just happened again and again. So I said to a client, for God's sake, let me reach out to your customer and I'll yeah. do the testimonial interview and collected the testimonials on the behalf. And then, and then it just kind of morphed into um, doing it for a couple of other clients. And so I went down the rabbit hole of how can I do this properly? What's the best way that I can reach out to people and get them to say yes? And then once we've got them, um, you know, to say yes, how do we capture a high quality testimonial? Because we went through a couple of iterations, um, even trying uh, video uh, capture software. So there's testimonial software that, you know, you, they click the video here, you ask the question and they record the answer. Um, but we had some bad, um, experiences of that where we, we did a great, we successfully got a lot of people motivated to give us testimonials, but the end product that we got was quite poor. It was, that'd be quite rambly or the backlit or poor video or, or audio production. So, where we went from there is we said, okay, it's got to be an interview. It's got to be an interview for a couple of reasons. One, we can control the quality, the AV quality side of things, and even things like framing, like the way you and I are framed now with just a small gap above our head. You'd look at some of these ones that came in with the software and there'd be a giant gap above yeah. the person's head, for instance. So even little things like that. But 
what was more beneficial from doing the interview is it just took the onus of responsibility off the testimonial interviewee yeah. and onto us to get the content. So yeah. if I say to you, hey, Jono, would you give us a video testimonial? You're going to, the first thing you're going to say is, okay, what does he want? What does he want yeah. me to talk about? What am I going to say? What if I say the wrong thing? And yeah. you can't possibly know my target audience or my product, you know, the, the problem it solves or all the, all the beats that we want to hit to um, promote that product. Um, so it puts all the onus of responsibility onto you. So it, uh, an interview completely fixes, fixes that. Yeah. And so then it just becomes part of, you know, how do you reach out in a way that um, makes it easy for the client to say yes and doesn't impose on their clients. And I've kind of got four guidelines that I use around that. And the way I remember yeah. it is the real testimonial frameworks, R-E-A-L. And basically the first one of those is relationship first. Yeah. So it's the idea of we're not putting everything on the line to get the testimonial. So yeah. if the person's not in the right place or, you know, they might have stuff going on at home, who knows, they might have deadlines that they're trying to hit. So we're not putting everything on the line to get the testimonial. And yeah. so the way we do that is just give them an easy out. So mm -hmm. what we say is something like, Hey, you know, I'm sure you're busy. If now's not the right time, just put next time in the subject line and please no further explanation is necessary. Love that. And, what we've found is um, that actually frees people up to send more requests because yeah. half the time that's the problem is they don't get testimonials because they just don't ask. Yeah. So just adding that simple element of giving them an easy out makes people feel much more comfortable um, about asking in the first place. So in order to get more testimonials uh, or get more yeses, you've got to be willing them uh, to say no. Yeah, love so it. So that's the, that's the first one. The E in the real stands for easy and fast and that's really around that, you know, having that interview and establishing clear parameters about exactly what you want and how long it's going to take, because we're all busy. You know, if someone says to you, Hey, I want you to do this. The first thing you think is, Oh, how long is that going to take? Yeah. So an example we might say is, you know, let's say that you're helping people with a book launch strategy. You might say something like, Hey, I'd love to be able to share your story about how you doubled your sales using the book launch strategy. Would you be open to a 30 minute case study interview um, with Shelley? warmest regards and then we might have a ps that says something like hey no preparation is necessary it's just a casual chat yeah love so it. so what you've done there is you've essentially told them exactly what you're going to talk about and exactly how long it's going to take so <laughs> now my crock brain is not firing off on all cylinders it's it's i'm mixing some metaphors there but i'm i'm going okay i know what that is at least i i can i can say yes or no to that gotcha okay sounds good so that's the E. Yeah, the A is a reason why. And this goes oh, back man. to a bit of psychology. Um, but it's the idea of giving your clients a reason why you want the testimonials. And there was an interesting um, study done at Harvard University all the way back in uh, 1978. And what they found was using the word because in a request increased the likelihood of compliance. And the, the test that they did was they got a bunch of students to cut into a line. They lined up for a Xerox machine. This is how long ago it was. Um, no one had photocopiers. And if they just cut into the line and said, um, hey, can I cut in the, the line in front of you? I've got 20 pages um, that I need to copy they'd have a pretty low compliance. But if they said, excuse me, I've got 20 pages, may I use the Xerox machine because, and then they put an excuse because I have a class to go to or something like that, then they found the compliance shot right up. And the interesting thing was 
what they said after because didn't really make much of a difference to the compliance. It was just adding the reason why that made the big difference. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yep, love it. I, I read about that. What was that book? There's a Robert Cialdani book where he covers yes. that. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. that's right. Influence. Yeah, yeah. Keep going through. I'll, I'll give my take on these at the end, but I love it. Keep yeah. Through. What's what's L? Last one's just larger contribution. So it's just positioning it. Is it's not just for your own selfish needs. I mean, our clients aren't silly. They understand that we're using testimonials um, to promote our business so that we, we don't need to hide that fact. But it doesn't hurt just to say, hey, it, it would help other people in the community. So positioning it as a larger contribution is the other element that I want to try and get into every single testimonial request. Love it. Yeah, love all of those. I look at those. Um, yeah, I gather a lot of testimonials myself, John. I'm more a written guy than a, than a video guy. But I do get some videos too, but I look at all of those and I, I relate so much. Like I think relationship is a big one. I look at that even just I, I, a lot of, um a lot of, I, I work with a lot of fitness professionals, sort of personal trainers. Uh, yep. And a lot of them are kind of like, oh, I feel bad asking for a review. And my kind of thing is if you've got a good relationship with the person, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. That's the way I, I see that yeah. one. It's like, you've got a good, yeah. like, I feel if you're embarrassed or scared to ask that question, the relationship probably isn't as close as you, you want it to be. And yeah. I know that might be a bit different with course creators, because if you're a personal trainer, you might be working with that client one-to-one, face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a similar kind of philosophy with the mm-hmm. course creator. Even if you're not even if you're not working with that person one-on-one, there should be some kind of relationship there. If you've given them a good service, they've done a good course or product or whatever it is, like there should be some level of relationship. So I love that. I love that mm-hmm. easy and fast one. I do that. Because I've taken this one, John, I look at also from my end as well. Mm. My favorite time to, I don't do testimonials the same level as you, right? But whatever I do, if I'm on a Zoom call with someone, Mm. even if they say something to me where they're like, John, I did your course and it was so good, blah, 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 blah. I do it right now. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, John, that's so, hey, you got a minute now? Do you reckon we could get that on video? Like that would really help me out. I'll I'll hide my screen and we'll, we'll quickly do it now. Is that cool with you? And then like, like, cause the time, the amount of times where I've asked someone, They've said yes, and they'll just never send it over because it's yeah, so much radio harder. Silence. They need yeah. to get their phone and get their tripod and take it and record yes. it and send it. Like quick and easy is the ticket. So yes. I, I love that. And I find also, obviously, the first ones might suck if you're doing the quick and easy mm. way. Mm. But once you do a few of them and you do a few bad ones, you yes. kind of realize, oh, look, I can actually do this quick and easy if I just A, B, C, D. So love that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Reason why, yeah, and um, I love that study as well that you mentioned. I make sure I implement that with everything, whatever mm. I'm asking. Uh, and it's it's quite an easy one for us as course creators. What The way I use it anyway, I'm mm. just like, hey, it'll really help me out. And I know the next point is a larger one, but even just there, 
Hey yeah. John, you know, because there's a there's a massive difference in my opinion between mm. Hey John, can you leave me a testimonial? And Hey John, look, I'm really trying to um, grow this online business, and mm. it would, the thing that's going to help me the most is testimonials. You got a few minutes. You reckon you could do that? That would yeah. help me out so much if you could just do that. Like, there's mm. a difference, and I think it comes back to the relationship as well. If mm. I've got mm. a good relationship with you, and I ask it appropriately and give that reason why, it's just very, very strong. Um, it's a very strong reason for that person to do it. It is. And, you want to help. Yeah, yeah, no. exactly. If you've got that relationship, they want to help you. Mm. You know, it's like, um, how can I put it? I think if we're scared to ask for that, mm. we shouldn't be scared to ask for the testimonial because that person, if we have that relationship, if we gave them a good service, they want to help us out. So yeah. we shouldn't feel bad yeah. at all. Like we're almost doing a disservice by not asking them. Yeah, I, I think so. Most I've, that's been my overwhelming experience is people, and and it might it's I think it's law of reciprocity. If you've helped them, yeah. they want to help you back. And the yeah. hurdle is is people just make it too hard for them to help. Yeah. <laughs> so if you make it easy, you you it, it, you'll find there. I mean, I I had a client recently who um, fantastic. Um, operator like brought in helps speakers um does these large events brought in some of the biggest speakers into australia to do events in a, in australia terrified of asking for testimonials and i gave her that is that similar framework and the and the script there that we just went through and she i got a message from her just a couple of weeks ago that said she had five coming in one day yeah. so she'd gone from being scared to ask to to making it easy and and asking in the right way and, and not feeling like she was imposing and then Boom! Started started coming in because people love her. Like she's a yeah. she's a legend in the industry. You know. Well, I was yeah agree, and I liked so the larger contribution. I haven't used that in testimonials, mm. but I use that in other aspects of marketing. I use that in um, in my Facebook group. So let's say for example, whenever I get a question about anything really, if someone yep. messages it to me or calls me or emails me or whatever, like my response is, hey, you know, great question, John. Could you do me a favor? You reckon you could post that in the the Facebook group? Yes. Um, because you know, I'm sure there's all these other people in the group that have that same question as well. And I've got the perfect answer, but I'd love for everyone else to see that answer as well. Yeah, right? fantastic. And I'm doing a few of those things there as well. But like what I realized, there's a difference between, because really what I'm doing is making it easier for me. I don't want to provide everyone individually. I want sure. everything on the Facebook group and I want kind of engagement in there. But yeah. if I can phrase it like that, it puts that larger contribution side of things yeah. and pe and I found that people are way more likely to do it. If I just mention that little bit, Hey, yes. it's not just for me. You're also helping out everyone else in the group as well. So yes. I yes. love yeah. that. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, John, there's some good tips to get the testimonial, mm. but a lot of the testimonials I see suck. Can you give <laughs> us some tips on, on yeah. how we actually craft a good testimonial? Yeah. Same, same. Um, it is. It's. It's disappointing. I mean, putting even the the audio visual quality aside, the content in a lot of testimonials is really poor. And yeah. part of that's down to the fact that clients aren't experts at testimonials yeah. for all the reasons we outlined um, before. Yeah. But what a, a testimonial really needs to be is just a little mini story, and it needs to have to be a really good effective marketing tool. It needs to have all of the marketing elements that we would have, for instance, in a sales letter or a VSL or, or, or a webinar or any other type of conversion tool. So it needs to enter the conversation that's going on in the prospect's mind for one. So it needs to talk to their fears and their pains and their desires. The mistake a lot of people make is they make it about them 
they want a testimonial about their onboarding process or something like that, rather than talking to stuff that actually interests um, prospects. So needs to be that little mini story. The other thing about it is depending on where it's sitting, and I kind of define customer stories in a couple of different categories. One is the, the short little testimonial. Now that typically sits at the top of the funnel where the top start of the customer experience. So someone might be coming into your world for the first time to an opt-in page, for instance, or they're reacquainting themselves with you. But at that stage of the funnel, people aren't willing to invest that much time in you because yeah. they just don't know you well enough yet. Yes. So that testimonial has to be a short little punchy thing, almost like an ad, which has got a, a hook to it and a clear contrast before the before and after. So it's a little before and after story. And we all know stories are such effective marketing. Or they're such effective tools for information transfer. If you think mm -hmm. of every news item you watch at, you know, tonight on the news, it, whether it be a rise in interest rate or something like that, there will be a personal story that is transferring that information. So it'll be a young family, getting to their first mortgage and this interest rate rise is going to affect their, their livelihood. They might be able to get a house, for example. So essentially we're using the same technique. So mini story and in particular, what we want is a before story that has a, a good story is re really just tension and resolution. Mm. So the, the tension is we make people lean forward because we want to know how it's resolved. And then the resolution is, the quantifiable result that they got from doing your process or going, you know, doing your course or, you know, doing your service, whatever that is. A quantifiable result is really important because it's the difference between just an empty platitude, me saying, oh, Jono is really good yeah. and saying since working with Jono, you know, within six weeks, we made, you know, 15 course sales and we're, we're going into our second launch with a full head of steam or something like that. So yeah. that quantifiable result is a really, really important thing in copy. You know, copywriters always talk about specificity, hard to say, sometimes hard to do too. Um, but yes, so we really want that clear before picture. So if, if for instance, if, I, if it was for you, John, it might be something like, you know, um, if I was talking about uh, getting your training about how to launch an online course, I might say something like, you know, I really wanted to launch an online course, but I, I didn't know where to start, you know, what platform to use or what lessons or how to record the lessons or let alone how to market the course. Since working with Jono, I've launched my online course within six weeks. I've made my first sale with, uh, you know, in six weeks, I made my first sale in 24 hours. So that's before and after picture. Then we would drop the endorsement after we've had that resolution. So tension, resolution, and then the endorsement. I would highly recommend working with Jono and, and then go on to describe why. So when you think about it, and this is the way we think in t telly um, too, is we just want specific sound bites. Mm -hmm. We don't want a whole meandering story going all over the place. We're just after a couple of little sound bites. And what we want is those sound bites to marry up and be relatable to the rest of our community. So that's why we just need to do that research first and be clear on, okay, who's this being targeted at? Who's our target audience? And what are their fears and their pains and their desires? And sometimes what's their beliefs that are preventing them from closing the sale or going, you know, buying the product? Because if we can smash those beliefs with a testimonial, it's a great way to handle it. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. 
But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Love that. So many good things there. Let me summarize and, and give some feedback there. Yeah, I love um, I love how you mentioned enter from the prospect's mind. So, and let me just make sure I've got that right. What mm. you're essentially saying there is make sure the testimonial is about the result, not the actual course. We don't want someone to be like, oh, hey, I I did this course and the you know the powerpoints were great and you know the onboarding was great. We want it to be more like, hey, I did this course. I didn't have a course before. And then six weeks later, I got one or, you know, I did this course and I couldn't play the, I was a complete newbie at the guitar before. And, you know, within six weeks, I can now play this song or whatever. There's X X amount of songs or X amount of chords or whatever that quantifiable result is. And sometimes that number can be, it's hard in some businesses to get that number, but it might just be the amount of people that have gone through the program. Any number you can wrap around that Mm -hmm. result makes it more powerful. Um, from from a prospect's point of view. Um, there's only one caveat to that. Yes, is the answer. It should be about them and not about um, mm. us and, and our widget and uh, onboarding process and all the rest of it. But there is different forms of um, success or, or customer stories. There's one called a demonstration story, which would be for someone further down the funnel that's already in your world. So that's it's not that you can't have customer stories that feature your product. It's just, you don't want to use them at the top of funnel because you you don't want to be talking about yourself when prospects are really coming to you out of self-interest and they're only going to give you a minute little uh, bit of time at the top of the funnel. hundred percent. That's like, that's me to the T John. If Mm. someone's, if I see a long video, if I've heard of someone for the first time and I click and it's a 30 minute video, not watching it. Right. Give me a, give me a 15 second reel. Oh yeah. Kind of. Give me another 15 second reel. Okay, I don't mind this person. Mm. Now I might watch some of their their longer mm. things there. So I think, yeah, that's great there. And I love that tension resolution. Question with that. Because mm. I probably don't do the tension well enough. We need that tension. Because a lot of my testimonials are I did Jono's courses, you know, I got X amount of clients. You're saying we want we want kind of a thing before that as well. Before yeah. I did Jono's course. I was struggling. I didn't know if my boot camp was going to be successful. After doing this course, I now had twenty new clients and Quantifying. X amount of yeah. Okay, so we need to have yeah, that tension at the start because it serves as a hook. So if you, if that prospect has that exact same problem, which you you know from I mean you've yep. got so much experience with working with these people, you know what their problems are and their challenges and their roadblocks. If I see if I'm that person and I see someone coming straight out of the gate with the exact same problem I have, I'm leaning forward. I'm paying attention, yep. and not because anything about you, because my own self interest. Yeah. So I need to, and that's why stories are so such a powerful vehicle because we tune in. The same reason we're tuning into the interest rate story on the news is out of self interest because it goes all the way back in our evolution. So yeah, if you can come out of the gate with a problem that resonates with your audience. Then go to the resolution. The resolution's a whole lot more powerful. It doesn't seem like every other testimonial that's just really a, a platitude about how how good the person is. Love that. That's such a good tip. You've changed my whole set testimonial strategy with just that <laughs> one tip there, John. So right. love it. Awesome. All right. Well, John, there's some great tips on testimonials. I've got a couple questions that I always like to finish up my interviews with. Mm. Nothing necessarily to do with testimonials, but I'm going <laughs> to ask them to you anyway because they're a bit of fun. Yeah. 
the first one, so this is the course creator community platform, every, mm. uh, um, podcast, everyone on here is a course creator or looking to be a course creator. Mm. One of the common questions they asked is software. So I'm mm. curious, you're a course creator yourself. Yes. What's, what software do you use to host your courses or what's your favorite software to host courses on? Yeah, currently I use Kartra. And mm. the reason for that is we started with uh, WordPress and I think it was I remember 360 and there was a couple of other plugins that we went to and Infusionsoft, which I think it's called Keep Now. And we had just such a huge suite of software that um, I, I finished up in that business. Um, Jane took over that business three years ago, uh, Your Property Success, and, and I went um, consulting. And at that stage, I was just so sick of managing that complexity that I decided, just give me one platform yeah. that does it all. So it's a bit limited. It's, it doesn't do everything. It doesn't do anything perfectly, but it does, yeah. it covers all the bases. So I use Kartra. Yeah. It's a, it's a, well, it's an interesting one, Kartra. So that is one of the top ones I get. So mm. I ask that question to everyone. The most common is, or the most popular is Kajabi. Cause uh, yeah. same as Kartra, but it's more expensive. So that's what kind of turns a, a lot of people <laughs> off there. Okay. Uh, Thinkific is a popular one for people that just host courses, right? right? If they're not doing the marketing, the up, because Thinkific's pretty limited in terms of its funnels, its upsells, its downsells, its email marketing, that kind of thing there. Yeah. Uh, there's actually quite a lot of people. I'd say Kartra is probably number three. So it's a, okay. yeah, it's a good one. Interesting. Uh, all right. This next question, John, is called my million dollar question. I've yes. changed name recently. So you can have a million dollars cash in hand, no tax, tax free, but you can never talk about testimonials. You can never give anyone tips about giving testimonials. You can never have courses about it. Do you take the million dollars? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I, I don't think I could. I, I think the, um, there'd be other ways to the million dollars i think okay. no i don't think i could because the uh I, i've often contemplated that question um when people talk about exit strategies and stuff mm. like that i think well yeah. what what then you know okay. <laughs> what do you what do you do then because so i'm always a... going to be tinkering around doing something and my and, and like you i i get a lot of enjoyment out of helping people and seeing mm. that transformation in in people so i can't see myself ever not doing that okay let me sweeten the deal 10 million dollars <laughs> 10 million. No, I would take it for 10 million. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question is around mentors. So you're a mentor for plenty of people out there that want to get better at their testimonials. I'd love to know who your biggest mentors have been in that whole marketing online uh, space. Mm -hmm. If you could answer this in a few different ways, John, if you could give us a paid mentor, someone that you've paid, you've done their course or their coaching program, their workshop, whatever it is, mm -hmm. an unpaid mentor, but you follow them on social media, Instagram, TikTok, podcast, whatever it is, mm. uh, and a book that you recommend every online course creator should read if they want mm. to sell mm. more online courses. So mentors, paid, unpaid, and book. Yeah. Um, mentor, at the top, the biggest influence on me has been a guy, marketer Dean Jackson. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Dean or not, but he was he was credited with the guy that originally built the original sales page, so oh, the original wow. squeeze page. Okay. Um, but he's and the, the reason that he so we ponied up and went to a, a workshop of his in Sydney in around 2015 or something like that. It was like five grand. It was a lot of money at the at the time because um, we were just starting our journey and went to him with all these problems around, um, you know, we're giving them the, and this was actually part of the reason that got us to our um, really redefining the way that we do beta groups. We'd already done a beta group, but, but he said to us, uh, cause we're whinging about 
people didn't complete the course. We've got all the information in there, but they're not applying the information. And he said to us, well, what would you give them if you only got paid if you got the result? And so we kind of reeled on that a bit and and went back. That's a good question, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was. And I've really taken that with me and I use that approach all of, all of the time now is what would I do if I only got paid if I get the result? And it's if and it's you could extend that by saying if, if they got out of their own way or if, if they just let you give them what you needed to give them without all the peripheral stuff, um, what would you give them? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, what I've discovered from that is the information really needs to be delivered like a an SOP. It's just step by step, very, very linear without the peripheral stuff, no wearing the education on your sleeve. And, and like we said before, taking people through and getting the result. So, and because there's nothing better than for marketing than actually being able to show people that have got the results. So that, that was probably the biggest influence on me, Dean Jackson. Um, I think people like Jeff Walker, that product Mm -hmm. launch that really helped us early on. So that was a huge influence on us. And probably book, I would, I would have to say um, there's been so many, but the e-myth oh, yeah. around building systems was, was the thing that just joined a lot of the dots for me in that um, if we invested the time to build a system and got it functioning by itself, then we could move on and shift our focus to other areas that counted rather than just having a million, like having split focus, you know. Yeah, love it. So E-Myth, probably one of my favorite books as well. Mm. And that's a common one that comes up. Yeah. You know, one in 10, I'd probably say the E-Myth. It's, it used to be more, but since, are you an Alex Hormozy fan at all, John? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, okay. I don't know his content inside out, but I, I bought the book and I love I love the, um, the way he approaches marketing. It's true. Okay. So now his book, I would say, is 50-50. You either, yes. you either yes. mention $100 million <laughs> offers or you mention another book. Before yeah, that, uh, a lot of the other books would get more plugs and, and E-Myth was definitely one of them. Well-deserved uh, though, well-deserved. Yeah, amazing. Um, and your person to follow was Jeff Walker, right? Yeah. The, yeah, I would say that has probably been the biggest influence on the course side of things um, just because the uh, we took that to essentially what we did. So his idea of launching a course is you, the first one is uh, you do four videos, essentially. The first video is about showing the opportunity. Second one is, is around the ownership of what it's like to use the product and do the thing, the mechanism. And the, the next one is around the, the transformation, the showing transformation. And then the fourth one is the actual sales video. So we took that and turned that into, we actually bought a house and did a renovation and used that structure wow. on, you know, hey, this is what you look for in a house. This is a renovation you do. Here's the before and afters. Hey, we're launching the course. You want to learn how to do this. And that, that, was, a, that was a real game changer for us. Mm. Now, did you did you read his book? Did you do his course? Were you just uh, did, did his did his course product launch yeah. formula, which has been around forever, and it's not um, it, it's I don't know how much it updates each year, but it's just good fundamental marketing yeah. information too. And again, just leading with your results. Uh, he uses a lot of case studies too, um, so it was easy for us using that methodology because all we really had was was case studies. You know, we didn't when we eventually got a copywriter by the way we got a i think it was like a 30 percent boost on the on the first yeah, launch or 25 percent boost on the first so nothing against copywriters i think they're brilliant yeah. and um but 
you know, if you're bootstrapping it, then nothing speaks, uh, you know, more loudly than results. Yeah. Love it. Well, I'm, um, it's interesting, Jeff Walker. So I read his book oh, probably five, six, seven years ago. And I was like, this is amazing. This is the mm. best thing I've, I've ever read. So I went and, you know, purchased his program as well. Mm. I'd say his program, I was, it was not, wasn't bad, but I mm. feel the book was almost just as good. Yeah. You know, like the, yeah. it's more probably a plug to the book. I yes. was like, this book is the best thing I've ever read. I'm just shut up and take my money. And I was like, oh, it's just like the book in a bit more detail and a few more videos. You know, I probably could have done it with the book, you know? Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, sorry, you go. No, it would benefit from being more linear step by step because there's a lot of peripheral information in that course, which is quite overwhelming when you start. Yeah. Out, but... Yeah. And I think also like, here's the other thing. I've got so much respect for Jeff Walker because mm. I think he was, he invented the launch mm. and he was Very probably well. the first person mm. to, to do that. And I feel everybody, there's a lot of people kind of teaching similar methods now. Mm. It's essentially just a watered down version of his. It's like, okay, yeah. Jeff Walker originally taught <laughs> these people who have then taught these people who have taught these people. Like yeah. the lineage just goes back to him. And yeah. like you mentioned, I'm, I wouldn't say his stuff is cutting edge anymore. It was cutting mm. edge 10 years ago when he first yeah. released it or whatever. Um, it may not be cutting edge now, but it's still not going to do you wrong. Like, no. especially that book. I recommend everyone just it's 10 bucks on Amazon or whatever. Like, if you read that book, you're going to get some really good info. So yeah. I love that you you mentioned him. Yeah. Um. All right. So we're, we're coming to the end here, John. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are listening to this and like, okay, this guy is cool. I want to follow him. I want to take his course. I want to check out his free course. Where do we go? Where do we follow you? Where do we get the free course? Where do we get the paid course? Yeah. Um. Getbettertestimonials.com is my course. Uh, if you want to connect with me, reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's the best place. You'll find me, uh, John. if you type in John Hubbard, you'll see testimonials plastered all over my um, profile. So that's the best place. Um, not a, did you say LinkedIn? You're not a TikToker? LinkedIn. You're not a TikToker, John? No, not a TikToker. I might have to get some tips off you and that. I've never been a huge <laughs> no. social media guy, to be honest um, yeah. with you. But um, LinkedIn is the avenue that, I, that I'm that i concentrating on. Um, and I do some live events from time to time, but I'm pretty active in there with, with conversations and so on. Awesome. Uh, if we want to check out your courses, we just go to the website. We DM you on LinkedIn. What's the best? Yeah, getbettertestimonials.com get or uh, I've actually got a script. We were talking earlier about how to reach out. I've got that exact script with all of that put together, um, which you can go to testimonialscript.com if you would like to, and that's just a, a free download. So just testimonialscript.com. Awesome. All right, John, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Was there anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish us off with? No, I don't think so. Or, or other than... Um, once you've got that testimonial, make sure you leverage the absolute hell out of it. Yeah. Um, because particularly if you're capturing it in video, video is really an apex format, so it can be repurposed into absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. And I would be using them, you know, for instance, thank you pages, um, yeah. uh, uh, opt-in pages, checkout pages. Um, yeah. If you're doing sales call, for instance, for if you've got a high ticket program, get them on the thank you page after people have booked a call put an email sequence in place before they jump on the call mm -hmm. and use it, use it to position yourself and show your authority and show your credibility before that call takes place. There's so uh, webinars you can, and mm -hmm. not necessarily using the video itself in the webinar, but you can talk to the story in the webinar and just have slides, or you can just use the audio, you know, cut down the audio from the video and, and put up a slide of the person with the, with the big headline of the result. So there's so many ways that you can use it to uh, use a testimonial, to sell courses that you get a lot of mileage out of one well-captured testimonial. Love it and agree. Awesome. All right, John, have a good day. 
Thank you, Jono. Pleasure. Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get the, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show. <laughs> 